Welcome to Podcasts. Welcome to Podcasts. This is Podcasting 101 with your hosts, Jake and Joe. This week, we're going to go over how to do a podcast for three years and never get any listeners. <laughs> it's real challenging to do, but somehow we managed to pull it off. First, you're going to want to take a formula that's been done a thousand times before. <laughs> Don't be original Don't at all. Don't change it in any way. Just do what works. There's no need to reinvent the wheel. <laughs> then when you're finally starting to build an audience, take six months off. <laughs> it, won't, it won't hurt you. Just vanish. Right into the stratosphere for six months. Be gone. And then come back, have a really decent series, and then just drop off after that. <laughs> And just have zero forethought into, hey, what might be next? Get new audio equipment and then have your content suck. You'll reel people in for about 30 seconds until they realize you haven't changed. Yeah. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, let's get right back into... Episode 73. I'm Jake. I'm Joe. And, and this, this is our show. It is. Oh, I thought that's what you were going to say. I was trying to read your oh, mind. Oh, yeah. And it then we would have had like this this twinsies this, moment. This moment where we would have looked at each other. and the, whoa! whoa! And then no one would have believed it. They were like, yeah, they just edited it. Right. But maybe it's good that it didn't work out because now it's like real life. It's more believable that right. things don't always work out exactly as you hope exactly. they will in your head. And you got to not judge a book by its cover, which is something that we'll be talking about today. Wow. That was that was perfectly I know. perfectly set up. Almost Sometimes like I'm we great. scripted it. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah, so the contents today we're going to be talking about ourselves a little bit, what we did over the weekend. It was Easter. I'm sure we had a couple things going on. We do have some inspired songs of the week, and I'm really excited about mine. How about you, Joe? Oh, I'm very excited about mine. Good. Sorry if my words sounded a little bit moist there. It's because I was just swallowing some liquid of the gods, H2O. Mmm. That's right. Because water's the best drink ever. Soda is nasty. It's horrible for you, too. It's just terrible. Water, no expiration date. Lasts forever. Yeah. Water, it it's just good. You know what's great about water? It hydrates you. <laughs> it hydrates you, and it makes you pee a lot. And the pee is so clear, and that's what's really important in life. When your pee is clear, you know that you're healthy. Yeah. And it works great because when your pee is clear, you can just drink it. Exactly. Right? And then you get more water. More water. Exactly. Right. Doubling up. Why waste? Drink your pee. One last thing about water before we move on. This is just going to be an entire episode about <laughs> how great water is, isn't it? <laughs> you know when, this doesn't actually happen to me because I never wake up, but you know when you know when you wake up at 3 a.m. and you're just like making those oh, nasty man. sounds? Ugh. And you just know what you need is some delicious ice cold H2O. That hits different, doesn't it? It tastes better. It hits so much different and tastes better than it tastes any other time of the day. All right, look, we could go on and on about water all day. We haven't even started this you know episode what? officially. Let's just talk about water for the rest of the episode. It's the water episode. We could do that. You know how boring we are? <laughs> We're literally just talking about water. 
We All each right. got our full <laughs> 32-ounce water bottles with us on our laps that we insisted on having before we started recording. <laughs> I, w- I came downstairs, and you were already in my house filling your water bottle at my sink, and you gave me a look like, check me out. <laughs> exactly. He's not <laughs> exaggerating there. So, yes, the contents of this week's episode, we're going to be talking about ourselves, uh, what we did this Easter weekend, song of the week that we are excited for, a little bit of budgeting fun whoa and then we're going to talk about what i insinuated earlier not judging books by their covers uh breaking stigmas including something controversial that was just talked about very recently about a senator from washington saying that nurses spend most of their time playing cards she did not she did joe i can't believe it i can't believe her honestly i know we mentioned it before that we shouldn't just talk about what we did over the weekend, it mentioned, oh, yeah, we hung out because we always hang out. And this weekend was the first time in a long time where we didn't. So, like, where were you? I was here at home missing you. <laughs> That's what was happening. Same, dude. Same. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't believe that for a second. You hate me. <laughs> and I hate you. I didn't do anything for Easter. Not zero, at all? Zero things. You didn't go see your family? No. Nope. They didn't have a meal? They were going to have a meal, but everyone in my family had their own plans and was doing different things for the weekend, so no. nothing happened. Michaela worked. Al's is open? On Easter Sunday. They sure are. People need to get their pizza. Dang. They need, That's they need to ask me to buy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe Al's is closed on <laughs> Easter. How am I supposed to celebrate the rise of Christ? <laughs> The rise of crust. The rise of crust. Oh. Jesus crust. <laughs> no, yeah, so I just hung out at home by myself. Yeah. No one around but me. Man. Just little old me. You know, I did the same thing Friday and Saturday. Yeah. And then on Sunday, I actually did go up to Bangor to my sister's apartment, and we had a little family dinner there, which was nice. nice. It's a good thing I didn't ask you then if you wanted to hang out because I would have just made a fool of myself. Yeah, I'm actually busy, Joe. It's a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Are you not busy? You're not doing anything with your family? That is That's sad. so sad. No. I enjoyed the time alone. I, I basically just played video games the whole time, but hey, I don't know what else anyone new, would man? expect of me. Played some dirt. You know, I was a little disappointed, actually. Um, I went through the whole day Sunday without getting a chocolate bunny and you know me like i gotta have gifts you love a selfish dude and you love your chocolate i love my chocolate i love my gifts it's a holiday made for chocolate and i didn't get anything so i'm single because i uh broke it off because of that that makes sense that's the logical thing to do i do Mm -hmm. the same thing i mean three and a half years of hard work i didn't get a chocolate bunny that's a deal you would expect three years in that she would just know. I know. That you exactly. need your chocolate. That's what hurts the most. That she didn't know. Right. Yeah, that hurt me too. You know, it hurts me for you. I'm hurt. <laughs> I don't even like chocolate very much, and I'm hurt. So did you do anything else, Joe, besides nothing? Well, Friday evening, I got home, and I decided it would be a great time to pull out the power washer for the first time this year, and oh, yeah. I pressure washed my car. How did that go? It went great, well, except great. that I didn't look at the weather, and it literally poured all day Saturday <laughs> and all day Sunday. <laughs> so I cleaned my car Friday night. It 
barely dried, and then it just rained all weekend and undid all my hard work. Did it really undo it, though? I mean, you got dirt off. I did get dirt off, but... Like, the water hitting the driveway, like, causes, like, dirt to splash. Yeah. So, like, the bottom of my car was, like, dirty again. So Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah, it was kind of a bummer. But, hey, at least the pressure washer's out and ready to go. Yeah. So that's fun. That's literally the most exciting thing I did this weekend. That should tell you how boring my weekend was. I washed my car Friday. <laughs> and that boy, was did the it highlight look good for weekend. a minute. In <laughs> one whole minute, it looked great. Did you do anything else or no? Was no, that about it. That was it, dude. I I did some fishing and some cooking, not in real life. In world of yeah, yeah. I assume you wouldn't actually that's, fish. That's pretty <laughs> much all I did. And then uh, I was thinking about oh, you know what I we we were thinking of. There was a night I think it was Friday when I was thinking of possibly having ideas for a solo segment oh, yeah. of the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. I kind of wanted to try to introduce something that was storytelling because I, I enjoy doing that. Um, But my first idea was reading No Sleeps, which are short, scary stories. But usually they're just long enough where it's not really a solo segment thing. Right. And it's not like an all-encompassing thing that everyone would want to listen to because I assume people listen to us mostly on Wednesday mornings, or at least in the morning, on their commute. Right. So why would you want to listen to a scary story told <laughs> by me, and, like a most amateur person in the beginning of the yeah. day? Weird, right? I definitely like the idea of doing a solo segment, though. Yeah. Just because I was telling you about this when you brought it up. Yep. There will be things that I think of that I could probably ramble on about for five to ten minutes or so, something you know around that length. But... It isn't really good for like a podcast, like a discussion, I guess, right. like a like a podcast topic that you and I could discuss for 30, 40 minutes. Uh, so I feel like those ideas kind of go to waste. So I, f- I feel if we did a solo segment, that would be a place to, you know, talk about that type of thing. So I think it could be cool. I agree. Uh, I'd say an even bigger pro than that, the biggest advantage would be the fact that we can have something that we can work on and edit by ourselves on our own time throughout the week, which it will actually make the quality of the whole episode as a whole much higher. It'll shoot right up. Yeah. And I feel like we're way more of a variety show that way, Mm. where it's just like, I don't know, just like high quality topics that we do in between us talking. Mm. So it's really like, you know, the listeners will be like, hey, you know, another episode of the Jake and Joe show and still get that, high quality content with us and then take it a step further and get more high quality content with us with us again mark maron actually does something very similar on his podcast wtf pod where when the show starts it's him talking for like 10 or 15 minutes yeah and he's basically just talking about his week and setting up the interview that he did with another person yeah so that I, i feel like that's such a unique way to do a podcast with an interview on it because when he has his guest over he doesn't have to worry about doing any other podcast formalities. It's right. not like he sits the guest down and then is like, welcome to the WTF pod, blah, 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 blah. He doesn't have to do any of that. He just immediately starts just in with the interview. have the conversation. Right. And then yeah. he worries about doing the beginning and the end afterwards. And I feel like it makes for a more natural, better flowing show. So I think it could work great for us. Yeah. So we'll work on that for sure. 
So if we don't have anything else to say, without further ado, let's get into Song of the Week. And I know we're both feeling much better about our picks this week than last week. So, Jake, what'd you bring for us this week to the podcast show? All right, a little background for mine. Whoa! Yeah, right? But it's not really about the song or the artist. It's just about me. Oh, okay. I guess. Yeah. If you must. So, I was surprised that I started listening to music like this because for the longest time, and I still kind of feel this way, I'm really turned off by what I consider cool guy music. And I think I've talked to it before. You have. I've talked about it before, and... It's just those artists, they're solo male artists that try so hard to to throw off some sort of, or give off some sort of cool, I'm awesome, I'm the epitome of coolness vibe. And like Mike Studd comes to mind. He's like one of the worst perpetrators of this. He's like, he tries so hard to be cool and like he takes his shirt off in his music videos <laughs> as often as he can to show off his bod. And to some degree, I get it, but it's just not what I'm looking for in music. Maybe that's just who he is. Have you thought about that? I don't like who he is then. Wow. Well, okay, that's that's honesty, and that's what we go for here on the Jake and Joe Show. So I, I'd like to think this is a little bit different. I was looking at Spotify. So this song is called Santa Monica by a guy named Aries. I'll just have you guys listen to 30 seconds right now. as you can see that kind of has that cool guy vibe a little bit but it was just different enough for me to be okay with it and I love it maybe I'm opening myself up more I don't know how did you feel about it I before I tell you how I feel about it I just want to say that I hope you're opening yourself up more I'm trying because you hate music that you you hate music because of the person and not, yeah. like, you need to just hate music if it's bad music. Well, I think a lot of times the reasoning behind making the music and the lyrics, it goes hand in hand. So the music is bad if they're trying so hard to put out a cool image. Instead of just focusing on making good music, they're just like, yeah, dude, like this song, I don't know. I don't know. I guess it confuses me then. So, okay. So Mike Studd, obviously. Yeah. But let's say uh, we've had this conversation before, which is why I'm going to bring him up. Yeah, yeah. Black Bear. Okay. Recently, I've decided that I like Black Bear. Really? Because uh, Ethan will be playing his playlist of music. Yeah. Which, and th- there's a lot of that like cool guy sound right. in his Ethan, playlist. Ethan loves the cool guy sound. He loves cool guy sound. <laughs> well- Almost every single time, without fail, I'd say 75 to 80% of the time, I'll be like, you know what? I actually like this track. Yeah. He'll be like, that's Black Bear. 
Black Bear does a lot of really, really, really good music. So I think he does a good job of still being that cool guy sound, but throwing something else in the mix, and I can't really right. tell what it is yet, Yeah, that makes me feel like, okay, he is doing something other than just trying I, to... I think the difference might be that Black Bear produces all his own music. Okay. And I think that can be a big difference, because when you have someone like Mike Studd, I mean, and I could be speaking... You know, I could be off base here. He might produce his own tracks, but chances are Mike Studd has a producer. Yeah. So Mike only cares about the lyrics and like, yeah, I'm so cool. But mm-hmm. Black Bear, he records his music and then he's in the studio producing it and giving it that Black Bear sound. So okay. So he cares creatively what the song sounds like. I respect that. On top of the lyrics that he's writing. And if any of these quote unquote cool guys is living the life they're talking about, Black Bear is. <laughs> <laughs> he's the way he is in the, his music. So he's the second part of Mansions, right? Yes, he does. Okay. He does the entire album with uh, Mike Posner. Okay, because I still get that track in my head all the Life time. Life of a Troubadour. Life of a Troubadour, <laughs> man. It's a good track. Have we? Have you did, listened to that whole album? I don't think I have. You should, should listen I? to that whole album. You would very did you much enjoy it. Have Life of a Troubadour as a song of the week? Yes, when Drew was on the show. Oh, okay. I did Life of a Troubadour. Okay. That was back in uh, season two. End of season two, I think. Yeah. Or it was end of season three when we had like a string of like six guests on in a row. Oh, right. Yeah, we did have a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a string of five or six episodes. Yep. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, what do you have this week? I bring to you an underground artist Ooh. that you may have never even heard of before. Is it Ed I've Sheeran? Definitely never featured on the show before. Okay. They go by the name Weezer. Whoa. And I bet you've never heard of them. No. This is actually my third or fourth <laughs> time featuring them on the show, but that's because they're my favorite. Yeah. And when you have a favorite band, you give them some love. Have you ever had your favorite bra- band as a song of the week? Not yet, but I should. We're 70 episodes in. 73. And and you've never had your favorite band as your song of the week. What kind of fan are you? I'm a better fan. I think it's because I feel like my favorite band, especially more recently since the movie came out, is like super mainstream. More mainstream. But there are songs that are lesser known that I could feature. Definitely. Because I know... I know Queen's big songs, basically. Mm-hmm. I don't I've never sat down and listened through like all their albums, which I should probably do. I haven't. So some of the deep cuts, quote unquote, yeah, I have not heard. And chances are there's a lot of people who haven't. So you should be bringing those to the show. I will. So this track by Weezer is only available on YouTube. So you can't go on Spotify and throw it on your Jake and Joe show Weezer Spotify playlist. Really? Unfortunately. Why did they do that? Is well, they give the reasoning? This song was originally released as a fan club track only. Oh. So for a number of years, they might still have it, but I don't think it's as elaborate as it used to be. Weezer had a fan club where you could chat with them on forums uh they would like send you stuff every month and stuff like that it was really cool way for them to interact with their fans and this track was released as an exclusive to the club and obviously it was leaked to youtube because it was it was gonna be right (laughs) without a doubt but it's never been on an official album they never released it as a single or anything like that so it's not on spotify so this is an officially released on YouTube by Weezer. Someone leaked it. Exactly. Okay. 
So this link in the link in the description for this episode will take you to the song, but it's not an official version of it. But it is the song, and it's got like right. ten million views or something like Dang. that. So maybe less. I'm not. I don't have any idea. The name of this track is "Everybody Needs Salvation." Here's thirty seconds. Tell me you enjoyed that. I did. I really did. So there are a lot of people who say that this is Weezer's best song, which I disagree with because Blue Album exists and Pinkerton exists, and there's just really no argument because those albums are perfection. And I was telling you earlier that I'm surprised that people think that way because their sound now is so much different than it was when they first... Right. Came out. And this that track, Everybody Needs Salvation, came out around the time of their album Everything Will Be Alright in the End, which was their first album that like they kind of quote unquote went back to original form mm-hmm. where they dropped more of the electronic disco-y sounds and went back to more rock. Yeah. So this song is more rockier than some of their other stuff. Yeah, it's heavier than their earlier stuff. Right. But it's definitely not as grungy as Pinkerton. Yeah, say not quite as poppy as Beverly Hills. Right, it's a good medium and it's a great song. And when I first found it, I listened to it like thirty times in one day, no regrets. Yeah, it's a good one. All right, so we had two good tunes for you. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Now we're going to move on to a little bit of uh, I guess I could call it budgeting, but it's not really as boring as it sounds. Uh, it's so exciting. <laughs> This is so, going to be the most exciting segment we've ever <laughs> woo! done. Woo! Budgeting! Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if you guys know, but or if I've ever said it, but I've always had a your cheapskate two hundred dollar phone. I'd say this one actually is more like two hundred and twenty. So I'll say I've always had a sub two hundred and fifty dollar phone. Uh, so I've always been like really behind on technology, and uh, I guess I'll just hand it over to Joe, and. Uh, he can explain to you why I just mentioned that, I guess, and why we're talking about well, this. Well, I have been thinking about this a lot the last couple of weeks, just really internalizing it. And I just recently, I think today actually, yeah. brought it up to you for the first time. And I've talked about it with Michaela a few times prior to now. And I'm ready to simplify what I owe on things. I We have two car payments. We have two payments on our phones. Um, we owe money on our heat pumps. You know, there are just different things that we're making payments on. And I am to the point in my life, in my maturity or whatever you want to call it, that I'm sick of making those payments. The ripe old age of 24? 20, I'm, I think I'm 24. Carry the one, divided by eight, (laughs) plus 30. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm 24. I've always been the type of person that wants to have the latest tech. Like, when something comes out, I want it. Right. (laughs) So I'm paying off, or I'm just about done paying off this phone, which was like $900 when it was new. And phones are even more expensive now. Yeah. The cheapest 
Galaxy S10 or whatever, 11, I don't even remember, honestly, which one they're on. They're on the 10. It's like 1100 or something. They're the, getting really expensive. It's insane. It's so expensive. And I was going to get a new one, like immediately. But I, like I said, I've started to have these thoughts that I'm ready to not be expending a lot of money on stuff. I want to be a cheapskate like you, Jake. Dude, I was I'm so learning, happy when you said that. I'm learning from the master. I was like, yes. <laughs> so I'm looking into getting a cheaper phone for my next phone, so I don't know so much. You I'm, don't have to go from zero to hero, man. You can you can go to like a $500 phone. Which is probably what it'll end up being, <laughs> honestly, because I want one of the new mid-range Google yeah. Pixels that they're going to be announcing in a few weeks. So I assume that'll probably be four or $500 mm-hmm. in that area. It ditches the all-glass body for a plastic body which is fine because i put a case on it anyway right but most importantly it keeps the camera of or this is rumored i guess they haven't even announced it yet so we can't know for sure but it would be silly of them to release a pixel with a worse camera than an earlier pixel Mm -hmm. so chances are it'll have just as good a camera which is what the pixel's known for is its top tier camera so that'll save me you know six hundred (laughs) dollars that i can put towards other things yeah and this is it goes further than just cell phones because i've been thinking a lot about it in terms of like vehicle payments as well and this is the one that really got me into this frame of mind i'm gonna divulge some financial information here (laughs) michaela and i yeah pretty much michaela and i's mortgage payment each month is around eleven hundred her car payments two sixty Minus two ninety, that's five hundred and fifty dollars a month in car payments. That is half of the amount we're paying on our home. Yeah, half of the amount, and I'm starting to get worked up <laughs> that we're paying oh, man. our entire house. We're paying on our cars. Yeah, and it just makes zero sense financially, and just from every angle. And I'm getting angry thinking about <laughs> it because cars are a horrible investment. They Unless really you're are. buying a Ferrari or a Lamborghini or something like that, your car depreciates in value. It does not increase. Especially as a daily driver, which 99% exactly. of us use vehicles for. So buying a car and like, using it as a form of equity or, you know, it just makes no sense because you're always going to lose money. Always. Right. 100% of the time. A lot of people are in situations where they owe more than what their vehicle is worth. Absolutely. That's the situation that my Corolla is in. It was $12,000 on the lot and then after interest and everything, I'm going to be paying $18,000 on a used Corolla. 18,000. Oh man. Ah! Dude, that's so much. It is so much. It makes me so furious inside. <laughs> so what I'm thinking of doing is trading in Michaela's car because we are, are actually finally positive on her car. We owe less on it than what it's worth. Oh, nice. So what I'm thinking is that we'll trade her car in, and with the cash that we get from that trade-in, instead of going out and buying another car with a payment, I'm going to take that money and buy myself a crappy little beater. I'm talking something a 1000 bucks or less. Something that, okay, maybe not quite that cheap. <laughs> yeah, good luck. <laughs> Probably 2000 or less. Something that gets me back and forth to work every day. I don't need anything more than that. Right. 
So what that would allow us to do is Michaela will drive the Corolla, which we're paying off (laughs) $18,000 on. And because we don't have a car payment of $260, we've dropped that payment, that money can go onto the Corolla. Right. And I already did the math. There's an online calculator that you can use. And that extra 260 every single month chops like $3,000 in interest off. So instead of paying 18, we'll only be paying 15. Still overpaying better yeah. than what it would have been. And it chops three years off the length of the loan. So it's a six-year term. So instead of being six years, it'll be three years. Very nice. That'll make me feel so much better. Because I was talking with Michaela about this earlier, and I, I remember what you were saying. You wrote in a Facebook post about how on the podcast you we talk about things that you'd never talk with someone. And oh, I feel yeah. like I'm doing that now because yeah. I would never just talk to a random person about this, but I'm talking about it now. I talked to her earlier about how I want to be putting money into this house. Like we purchased this home and at the end of the month when we're done our finances and paying all the bills and the budget's said and done for the month, mm-hmm. we only have like 50 to 100 bucks left over at the end of the month. That's after like every category. That's after putting money into savings. That's after like food and everything. Everything. Like that. Yeah. We have like 50 to 100 bucks left over at the end of the month. And that, I guess that's good. That means we're not living paycheck to paycheck. Right. But that's not a significant enough amount of money to be like building onto this home and making it better. And home and houses, property, they're always a good investment because they always increase in value. Yeah. This house that we paid 140000 for, 10 years down the road, it's going to be worth way more than that. It'll probably be worth 175000 to 200000 based on the current trends of the market. So I want to be able to put money into this home and increase its value instead of paying money on a car that's only going to decrease in value. So... That kind of leads into this topic, I guess. Right. And I'll let you take it because it was your idea. So, yeah, what Joe's talking about here, and this is going to bring us into our stigmas section, is basically you need to be able to trust yourself and educate yourself on proper financial responsibility. And a big stigma our generation has specifically is against credit cards. And that's because we've seen past generations when credit cards first became a, a big thing uh they would everyone would have a credit card and they would just max it out and just kind of use it as not really play money but they people tend to use credit cards as money that they don't have but they'll just be like eh we'll pay it off eventually right now it's given credit cards a really bad rap because if you look at a card like the Amazon Prime credit card. What are the chances that you'd pick that card of all cards? Maybe because almost every single one of my friends has an Amazon Prime credit card because it is a no-brainer. If you have no credit cards and you buy things on Amazon, you need an Amazon Prime credit card. Unless you know you're the type of person that can't control yourself. And that's the point of right. this topic. Right. Right? Yes, you need to really be able to self-reflect and know that you are going to handle this responsibly. And I'm not a saint. I mean, there's certain situations where I would buy something knowing full well I couldn't pay it off within a month. Um, but 
you know, within a couple months, it goes back down. But anyway, with the Amazon Prime card, this is almost sounds like a sponsored thing, but I really genuinely love this card. If you buy anything that's Amazon Prime eligible, they give you 5% cash back. It's not anything that's Prime eligible. It's anything on Amazon. I'm, I thought it was Amazon Prime eligible only. No, it's the Amazon Prime card because you have to have Amazon Prime to get this card. But it's anything on Amazon. Should we double check the terms? Because I was because under the assumption I think that it was... Because there's three tiers. There's a 1% for anything else. I thought there was a 3%. That's anything in the world. Right. There's a 3% if you buy online, but then there it's a 5% if you buy it and it's Amazon Prime eligible, which most things are. Well, that's going to change how I shop for sure because I'm going to need to make sure that they're Amazon Prime. I didn't realize that. So we just did some research off mic, and this is how it works. 5% back... Anything on Amazon if you have a Prime membership. Okay. If you don't have a Prime membership, it's 3% back on everything on Amazon. So it's not whether or not the item is Prime. It's whether or not you're Prime. Okay. Are you Prime? Oh, I'm always Prime, <laughs> whether I pay for it or not. So anyway, as we were saying... We're being very specific about this like credit card in particular, but it's because we both use it and we both enjoy it. Right. But basically, to, to broaden it a little bit, if you use a credit card of your choice and reap its benefits, which whether it be cash back or rewards of some kind, uh, travel points, you can usually get those rewards and pay off the card on a monthly basis. Or you can even pay it back right after you make the purchase. I know... Uh, That's what I always do. Yeah, and then... You basically use the card instead of using it as like, I don't have any money, so I'll use the credit card. You use it as more of an opportunity to reap those rewards. I know a great example for you is that our friend of ours built a new PC. Mm -hmm. And what did you do? I made him use my credit card. Yeah, so you bought his cards. I mean, his uh, his, his, his computer. Yeah, basically... <laughs> I just gave him my credit card information because yep. I trust that him. That is totally cool. You should do that. Cody, if you still have my credit card information <laughs> on your it. account, delete it. Get rid of it. <laughs> I know you're out there. Uh, and he, it was like $1,800 in computer parts that he yeah. purchased. Sorry, Cody. I'm sharing your purchase history on my podcast. But I got 5% back. And do the math. Do the math. That's $90. 90 smackaroos. Yeah. In... It's it's free. free money. It's free money. And I helped him put his computer together, and I've been his tech support for years, yep. and I will continue to be his tech support for years. So yep. he was fine with that. But I have made with this card. I did. I figured it out how much money I've made over four hundred dollars just from using it instead of a debit card. Right. I've never accrued interest. There's yep. not. I've never even let money roll over. So every single month when my uh, statement shows up, it says yep. $0 on it. It's never said more than that. Yep. So I have never risked accruing interest. I have raised my credit score by like 30 points yeah. since I've had this card. And I have banked, I've pocketed over $400 in reward money because of this card. Having a credit card, just having one line of credit in some way that you are good with raises your credit score immensely. Yep. There was a period of time when I had quite a bit of money on that card. This was after like Christmas. It was a ton of holidays. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to point out that it is now 
I was going to say it's at zero, but I bought the Mark Marin tickets, and those are on there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but because uh, I had a pretty big amount on there, I requested a increase in my maximum. Yep. In doing that, you'd think that would lower your credit score, but that actually raises it considerably more because what it does is it says, okay, this person has this much credit available and this is how much he's currently using. So by raising your credit ceiling, you are decreasing your percentage of used credit. Every dollar that you put on that credit card is less contributes less to that percentage. Right. And if you're underneath a certain percentage, I believe it's 30%, you get a really, really good score. And I'll tell you guys right now, man, last year, I believe it was last year, I was like 660, and I'm 730 or 740 right now. Wow. Dude, just from maintaining that credit card yeah. and getting a little bit of a boost and paying money, I'm like making double payments on my car. Nice. And it's just like poof, skyrocketing. I'm uh I'm checking right now to see what my credit score is. My so my uh, my credit suffers a little bit because it's technically still what they consider young credit. Like it's, oh. it hasn't aged. Yeah. So my credit hurts because of that fact. Like they have this cool uh, built right into the credit card app, you can see what your credit score is, and it will tell you the factors that are affecting your credit. So I can see here that these are the main factors that are affecting my credit. My oldest account is only two years, so that's hurting it. It's not very old. I have 11 hard queries on my credit, and those are remembered for two years, I believe. Yes. So those older ones should start to fall off. And the more hard inquiries you have, the more it impacts your credit score. Uh, because basically it means that you're needing to use your credit yeah. more often. Typically that happens when you go and try to get a car because right. it, the request for a loan gets blasted out to a bunch of different credit unions. Right. And I was reading, though, yeah. that it only that only counts as one inquiry. Okay. Which, But it's, it's not odd true, though, because, because it doesn't. Yeah. Because I have not had 11 inquiries. <laughs> Another factor that's affecting my credit is the amount on my, like the total balances of all my accounts and that's sitting at over a little over 160,000 right now. Right, because, because you have a house. house. Exactly. Yes. So my my credit score is 7 it looks like 730 right now. But hey, we're twins, man. When I I was like like you when I got this card, yep. my score was like mid 600s. Yeah. And it's increased a ton. So there really has not been a downside to having this credit card. Seriously. And we wanted to talk about this because we want to talk about stigmas. Yes. And I was always taught growing up by everyone. Seriously. Everyone. Teachers, my family, like everyone around me told me credit cards are bad. Don't get one. Yeah. But that's not the case. The usage of your card determines whether it's a good or a bad thing. If you're a person who has no self-control and you're going to spend money on your card, whether or not you've actually got that money in your bank account, you shouldn't have a credit card. Mm -hmm. You just shouldn't. You shouldn't tempt yourself. You shouldn't put yourself in that situation where you can make that choice. But if you're the type of person who knows that they can control themselves and only spend money when you've got it in your account and you have that money set aside for that purpose already, go for it. Mm -hmm. Pick a card that's going to build your credit, that's going to earn you rewards, and that you're going to do nothing but profit off of. Ask yourself when you're making a purchase, 
Could I use my debit card and be okay? And if the answer is yes, go ahead and buy it. If the answer is no, rethink the situation. And the easiest way to do that, the easiest way to know the answer to that question is to budget your money. And I know we've talked about this before, so we won't get a ton into it. You need a budget. You need a budget. That's what I'm telling you, and that's the <laughs> app in the product that you should use. Yes. I recently did some research on the best budgeting apps because I was interested in may- maybe making the switch from you need a budget if there was something better something out else, there. Yeah. There's nothing. Every yeah. single website's like, there are these options, but you need <laughs> you a budget. You should probably get this one. Right. Is the best. Yeah. Uh, and you need a budget recently increased their price, which is unfortunate, but the service that they're offering is so worth the price increase, especially because they've said that they're going to be using that additional money to make the app better. They're going to add more features and have it do more things. Basically the way it works won't go too far into it. It links to your bank account and can automatically import all your transactions. It allows you to categorize them see where you're spending money. It allows you to set aside money into each category so you know what you've got to spend on different things. And it allows you to know, do you have the money for this thing? For example, I have a category called household. I think I have it set up so our goal, our budget for the month, or our yeah, our budget goal for the month for that category is $200. So throughout the month, we put money into that category. So when we go to the store, And I'm wondering, do we have money to buy this thing? I open up the app on my phone, look at the category and say, nope, it's a $50 item and we've only got $30 in that category. I guess I can't afford it. So I don't buy it. Mm -hmm. That allows you to look at your money in smaller increments instead of one lump sum. Because I feel like when you've got like $1,000 in your bank account and you're looking at a $50 item. If you actually can afford something. And actually, I'm understanding this mentality a lot more now that I have a joint account with Adria. Right. Because to me, if we have like, you know, close to four figures or something in our bank account, to me, that was like, holy crap, we have a ton of money. We can do whatever we want. But then I'm like, wait, like, we got my bills, we got Adria's bills, we got our bills, aka rent and things like that. So really, that's already accounted for. It's already gone. Which is why you need a budget just right. works so well because it yep. takes that money and hides it from you. Mm-hmm. So you don't even know that you've got that money. <laughs> what money? Exactly. It doesn't exist. Yep. It's already categorized. It's already accounted for. Yep. So I guess that's enough about budgeting because yeah. we have talked about it before. But we really did want to talk about credit cards card specifically speci- yes, exactly. because we're, we keep coming across... I think we've influenced quite a few people at this point, though, to get that card. Mm. Uh and I really hope it's a good thing. Yeah, I think if, it's if a you, good thing. If you got the credit card because of us and you're using it, uh, if you're in financial trouble, let it's us know. It's not our fault. I mean, <laughs> well, <laughs> I was going the complete opposite direction. I was saying, let us know. We could give you some advice or something. <laughs> and you're like, well, it's not our problem. <laughs> well, no, because, I mean, you got to know. Ultimately, it is yeah. not our problem. Yeah. It's your own fault. But, like, <laughs> if you really practice self-discipline it is the single easiest thing you can do and i really think this is true the single easiest thing you can do to raise your credit score and if you're someone who is in their 20s thinking about getting a house within the next five years or so imperative Mm. something you need to do yeah so that was a little longer than expected but we're still under time i do want to talk about what 
a Washington senator said about nurses recently. So late last week, there was a Washington senator named Maureen Walsh that was videotaped saying that nurses in smaller hospitals probably play cards for a considerable amount of the day during a debate about legislation that would provide nurses with uninterrupted meal and rest periods. So it was a bill or some sort of amendment that was trying to help nurses and she give was against them it. uninterrupted lunch breaks because a lot of times nurses will work through their lunch. They'll right. hold pee in. They have to pee. And they'll just like hold it in all day because what they do is incredibly important. And to me, it's like unfathomable to have to go to the bathroom and just not be able to. But that's a reality for them mm. because it's so it's so busy and all their decisions are life and death and very important. So I asked a couple people about stigmas earlier today. And this topic came up, which kind of inspired me to talk about it. Uh, I have a friend who is a CNA, I believe, and is going to school to be something higher. I'm not sure if it's like an LPN or an MA. I believe it might be an MA. And then Adria is an MA, medical assistant. And my sister is going to school to be a nurse. So I have people very close to me who took this information and was like, oh, hell no. This is not how it is. It got us thinking about stigmas in the sense that why do we look at groups of people and just like have this negative outlook and generalize them when we know that's not the case? Like, I think this lawmaker... The senator knows that what she's saying is such a moot point and it's not even a good point because maybe the smallest hospitals in the world aren't as bu aren't as busy, but that's a good thing. You don't want hospitals it, like the, the less busy hospitals are, the better the people are in the area because they don't need tending to. Right. But the vast majority of hospitals and nurses are constantly busy because uh, I think my sister put it really well. Uh, she made a point to me that people are living longer than ever and people have diseases that used to kill them within a matter of months or years. Mm -hmm. And so now when people come to the hospital, usually they're in late stages of diseases that could kill them right and every decision that nurses make even down to my sister was telling me like what position they're lying in bed in when to give them water things like that it's very important they have to think about it and document it because their notes and how they take care of the patients are legal documents and they're used in court cases to protect nurses and hospitals against potential like malpractice lawsuits wow that's a lot of pressure yeah dude and and now i never thought of that before yeah and now you know why if a nurse has to pee they're gonna hold it for a little bit yeah because if all it takes is you taking a pee break 
and someone dying in the meantime, yeah. your notes are going to reflect that like you didn't Had to do pee. things at a yeah. proper time. And then in court, that's not going to bode well for you. Okay. So I just want to read... What I should do is just read what my sister wrote to me, and then we can kind of discuss it. Okay. This is Sister Jake. Yep. Sister... What's your sister's name? Julia. I don't think you've ever said that before on the show. Nope. She's does a student at UMO in nursing, she and she does really well. Does she listen to our podcast? No. Julia, I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> I don't even know you. I've never met you, but I'm disappointed. Okay, so uh, there's a little bit of an intro to this. Except that I'm very proud of it. you for becoming a nurse, because that's a great thing that you can do for society, <laughs> and I applaud you for that. <laughs> so she said... There's a possible amendment that would exempt small hospitals from it, and the Republican lady is like, well, this amendment is good because they play cards all day anyway. And she said, that's BS to say the least. It really depends on what department you work in at a hospital, how busy you are. But even outpatient clinics can be very busy. Anytime there is any kind of proposal that would benefit nurses in some way, it should be implemented because the quality of their work will increase. And since their work is taking care of sick people, then if they aren't doing a good job from fatigue, hunger, holding their pee in for hours, etc., then that patient could die. It's extremely easy to make a mistake if you're swamped with stuff to do, and even the smallest mistake can kill someone. The people that are in patients are a lot sicker than the types of patients that you'd see even 10 years ago because of our advances that prolong people's lives. There are so few beds and providers available that we have to prioritize who gets to stay, meaning the people that are more likely to die end up being the ones we have to care for. Just two weeks ago, I was in the PACU, and a man who was supposed to be in the ICU had to stay there after surgery because there were no beds. Nurses have to be on their game at all times. And she says, I could go on forever. So that little bit there where she was kind of providing some insight on the type of illnesses you see now are so much different than you'd see 10 years ago because of how we're able to prolong life. Mm. It puts way more stress on nurses. So to say that nurses in general just spend so much time playing cards and using that as a reason to not give them legislature that could allow them lunch is just baffling yeah it's a that sounds to me like a pretty common logical fallacy it happens a lot i know we mentioned we've mentioned logical fallacies before yes in teaser it might be what we're gonna talk about on next week's episode i might already have the entire episode planned awesome but i don't so i don't want to say too much now but this this is a I've been doing some research on logical fallacies, and this is one to a T. And I don't want to say which one it is because next week's episode might be a bit of a little game show that we're going to do. Oh, my word. Thank you. I love game shows. So for sake of time, I think I want to do one more stigma. And we're realizing that we could really do another episode on stigmas at one point or another because there's so many things you could talk about. There's serious topics, and then there's also kind of shallow, more fun topics like this one. So on my way here, actually, I stopped into Dunkin' Donuts, and I saw that they had new 
Ice latte. That's Dunkin' Donut. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. Woo. So I saw they had new specialty ice lattes. And look, what I'm makes a really them special because they were like special flavors okay. and they looked pretty. Oh, okay. And I'm a I'm a pretty progressive dude and still in the back of my mind I think, "Oh, I shouldn't get an iced latte because that's a really girly drink." And I obviously I'm still going to get it. But a piece <laughs> of me in the back of my mind is like, "Why why do I have this stigma against something I'm drinking? How fragile is my concept of masculinity that I think if I order this drink and someone sees me drink it, I am no longer a man's man. Like, right. It's ridiculous. And I know this is really shallow coming off what we just talked about, but I know it's just a short one. So we could just gab about it. Gab about it. Like, like gals, just a couple of gals, gabbing gals. I have always done my best to not, not judge me on my girly things. Yeah, pretty much. No, I, I've always tried my best not to care about that type of thing. Like, yeah, things in my mind shouldn't be considered girly or boyish. Right. I don't know. Like, if a girl wants to, and this is go, this could be a long. Yeah, topic oh, totally. On its yeah. Own. <laughs> if a girl wants to play with Tonka trucks in a sandbox, or if a boy wants to play with dolls, like I don't think that should matter. No, it really because. Shouldn't. Your masculinity or femininity, ooh, I said that without stuttering once, doesn't, that doesn't apply to it. Like, if I play with a Barbie doll with someone, <laughs> not you. <laughs> yeah, we didn't do that <laughs> we, we, we didn't do that before the episode. I'm not, it's not like suddenly I'm like less of a man. Like, right. I, I don't know. It's just, so I've always tried to not care. I've always tried to be like, if this is something, I want, or it's something that I want to do. Do it. I'm going to do it. I right. don't care. I don't care. Should I? No. Maybe. Well, here's the thing. Should I personally? No. But should I to be <laughs> held in a more normal place in society? Maybe. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think that I should have to. I don't think personally that I would ever care if I if I wanted to get something frilly and girly, I'm going to do it because if I'm going to enjoy it, I'm going to enjoy it. Right. But in society, we live in a society. We do. And man. other people care. Right. So what I'm what I'm postulating is, ooh, I like that word. I don't use that often. Should I alter my actions because of the society we live in? I think no. I don't even know why that's a question. As long as it's not hurting anybody else, then it's not something you should even consider changing. Mm. And if it's hurting them in the sense of, if they're like, oh, I don't like that, he's wearing a pink shirt, or or something stupid, man, because that's really how fragile it is, mm -hmm. then that's on them. I mean, right. you've really got to reflect at that point. Like, why did we make things so sensitive? People talk about... I, I, I really think the same people who talk about how sensitive people are these days typically are the same people 
who wouldn't be caught dead wearing a pink shirt right. or drinking a iced latte with whipped cream and brown sugar and oh, syrup on top. The idea oh, yeah, that yeah. ingredients can be girly just doesn't make any sense. That looks delicious. You should not be drinking that. You should be drinking black coffee because men drink black coffee. That's been said to me before. Men drink black coffee? Yes. Because it's manly to not, to, to tolerate something not pleasant. Mm. <laughs> That's ridiculous. And that is actually another logical fallacy that I'm going to bring up. Really? In I'm the excited next episode. for that. You know what? Let's just end right there then. Let's anticipate next episode because I'm really excited for it already. I love talking about this kind of stuff, and it's been a while since we have. So, look, I hope you guys have a great weekend. A and great week and weekend. This comes out on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. I'm getting ahead of myself. You, you know, are. I only have uh, three weeks of school left, including this one. I can't wait so, till dude. you're done so we can start making Android games. Yes. I've been waiting mm-hmm. for you Hello. And I think it's gonna we're gonna be able to close this season out on a strong note because I'll have so much more time. I'll have so much more time, like maybe I can even work on a game show or something for you or something. Ooh, I would like to play I've games. I've only done that like once. I like playing games. <laughs> I'm a game boy. Yeah. So have a great week, guys. I hope we did the heavier topic justice. Um if not, let us know. Maybe we'll go and revise it someday. I hope we tickled your brain folds in a way that they have not been tickled yet this week. That's kind of nice and weird. But before we go, Jake, I think the ladies and the gentlemen of the world need you to give them a wise word. This has become, this has quickly become one of my favorite traditions here on the Jake and Joe show. It's listening to Jake give us a wide word at the end of the show. A wide word? A wide word. Did I say wide? I meant you wise. Did. Well, you know, it's the end of the show. We've been talking for yeah. an hour and a half. I'm fatigued. So I'm fatigued. Fatigued. That's a good word. But I already had one in mind. Okay. Catastrophic. Whoa. That's a powerful word. It is. How was the weather this past weekend? Catastrophic. That normally means something <laughs> oh, very bad. What happened? <laughs> Are you okay? That's about it. Thanks for listening this week, guys. We will catch you back here next week where we will be talking about logical fallacies. Yes, that's right, boys and girls. We have the episode planned an entire week in advance. Thank I'm impressed. Thank you for listening. If you're binging these episodes and you're about to finish this episode and immediately start the next one, we'll see you in a few minutes. <laughs> We're going to let this ELT, this easy listening track, play us out. And then we will be right back at you. See you next time. See you later. Boom, 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 boom. My name is Babies, and I'm singing my song. I live in Cali, more precisely, Santa Monica. Monica. On the pier itself, under it. I'm really cool. But not as cool as Mike Stud. Under the pier. I live under the pier. I take my shirt off. (laughs) 
<laughs> but not as often as Mike does. <laughs> I'm really fixated on Mike's stud. Maybe I should question my sexuality. <clears throat> <clears throat> so, how... <laughs> 